Hello and welcome. You're listening to Need to Know. When it comes to navigating college and beyond, there are just some things you need to know. Like, is college worth it? How do you deal with student loans? And how should you choose your major? That's where this podcast comes in. We're Christina and Michelle, the hosts for this podcast. Join us as we answer some of your biggest burning questions about college and debunk the myths about the application process. Hi, Christina. Hi, Michelle. What are we talking about today? So we're going to talk about how to pick a college that is right for you, the student. I remember going through the college picking process myself and then with both of my younger sisters, and it's so stressful, especially because a lot of times you're really starting to look at this your junior year of high school, and that's also when you have to be on top of your grades because you know the colleges are going to look at that year in particular. And your SATs. I remember the SATs. Yeah. Oh my god, that was the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Like, hashtag Asian parents. (laughs) So hopefully we can make the process just a little bit easier for you guys to navigate um, and really give you a good pointer in terms of where to look and what actually matters so you don't get so overwhelmed with just all of the information that'll get bombarded. Yeah, and I think this episode will have some good pro tips for you um, in terms of like what you should be looking for and how to do that. Yeah. So let's jump right in. <laughs> so typically when you're looking for a college, you're coming from one or two places in terms of your background. You either have an idea of what you would like to do going into college or you're totally lost and either place is completely fine to be in. At this point, especially when you start looking for colleges, you are like 16, 17 in that range. And it's not actually considered normal in most places to know what you're going to do for the rest of your life when you're that young. But some people do. So let's start out by talking about what you're going to be looking for in a college if you have an idea of what you want. So that can be, you know, the general field you want to go into or you're very specific. I want to be a doctor sort of thing. So with what you're looking for when you have an idea of what you want to do, first of all, figuring out what major leads into the careers that you want to go into is step number one. Yeah, and to jump off of that, um, kind of make a list. I would suggest, you know, doing a list of maybe two to three topics that that um, you really are interested in and learning more as a major. Um, and a quick thing is to think about how um, you know, it's not going to be the same name under in every school. So you kind of have to do a little bit of research. And I think Michelle and I can both attest to this when we were like going through all the school admin um, websites to learn about what each program was. Like a school is going to call virtuality, virtuality, whereas another school might call it interactive arts. I know that's what they did at Micah. So it's really yeah, confusing. Yeah. And you want to like really, you know, get your keywords down and start thinking in that um, sense. My major actually had a different name when I went to study in Singapore. It went from being graphic design to being visual communication. There you go. (laughs) There you go. So um, that took a lot of extra research in terms of just figuring out what the end goal was for me and then what what places were calling it. So one of the best ways to go about doing that is actually to look at the skill sets that you may need to be able to get the career that you want or to get into the field that you're interested in and then see if the college offers those classes and those skill sets specifically. So a lot of ways to do that are to look at if you know you want to be in the arts or if you want to be in engineering, but maybe you don't know what kind of type, look at what the classes they offer are called and then look at the descriptions. Uh, You could find online the class descriptions for every school 
if they don't have the actual class descriptions online, that's a really bad sign for a college in general. Um, most universities make this freely available to the public, so it's completely a resource that you can go and exploit however you would like. Um, and then make sure the classes actually sound like they'd be something that would be useful to you going into the area that you're interested in. So that would be step one. Um, and then the other thing to look at is what kind of connections can they offer you in terms of uh, networking and different facilities that are available to the students. So one of the big things that you want to keep an eye out for is whether or not um, you're looking at, say you're going into fabrication of some type, you're really interested in engineering, does the school have a fabrication lab that you can use? That's a really big one. Um, for the arts, do they have you know the technology that you would need to use? Those kind of things. Yeah, so like the labs, um, the academic resources, like what are the libraries like? I know for Micah, um, we had to use Johns Hopkins libraries when we're doing like any like really in-depth research because obviously Johns Hopkins has a state-of-the-art library. And also I think this is another good idea is to check like what's around that school that you're looking at. I know this yeah, is a lot of information, true. but like <laughs> you want to like kind of focus in on what you want, but also check outside resources that are available to you as a student when you're in that program so mm -hmm. that, you know, you if you need to do a research of any kind, you you have these places to go to. Like, right. are there people you can interview? Are there people studying in the in this certain field that you're interested in? Um, that's, you know, in a consortium. So if you go to any Baltimore school, um, a lot of the colleges there are a part of a, con a consortium. So you can take a um, an A class at a different college for credit and but not pay extra which is great so I did that at Hopkins when I was at Micah mm -hmm. um, so like think about these resources as well yeah and the whole point of even going to college in the first place is to set yourself up to have a successful career that is the number one goal of going to college so when you're doing this you're also going to be wanting to look at things like co-op programs do they have a program that will place you in an internship for instance what opportunities do they have to connect you with the industry that you're interested in? And this is probably one of the biggest uh, indicators that it will be a good choice school-wise. Um, perfect example of this right now, um, I mentioned in the last podcast, one of my sisters is in school at the uh, University of British Columbia, and she is next week going to be presenting a game that she made, um, a VR game that she made in front of a ton of industry professionals. And that's a resource the school is affording the students, essentially. It's one of the things that you can look for ahead of time. Um, I know when I was in school, my minor actually happens to be in advertising and the advertising um, school at Boston University has a direct pipeline into the industry. Most of the people that come out of that school get jobs ad agencies incredibly easily. Um, unfortunately for me, advertising just wasn't really my thing. Once I got into it, I was like, mm, maybe not. So, <laughs> but um, I had a lot, a lot, a lot of opportunities, even as a minor in this like program, to go and meet industry professionals. I had a stack of business cards the size of my fist by the time I graduated of just all these different people that I'd met that had reviewed my portfolio. Some of them wanted to hire me. And I just, I couldn't do the advertising thing anymore, to be honest. So I never ended up going with any of them. But there are certain schools um, that act as pipelines into different industries. So when, um, especially if you're looking at, you want to go into animation, if anybody listening to this is interested in the arts specifically, um, there are animation pipeline schools that will be able to place you with a studio. And those are big. They are by far your best investment when it comes to that particular major. 
There are other ones that deal with architecture. There are some that have specific deals with, um, you mentioned John Hopkins. Johns Hopkins earlier, they have uh, a medicine pipeline. They will be able to place you in a residency. So being able to look for the schools that have connections within the industry is huge. It's a very important. I think, again, um, back to the other episode that we recorded um, last, um, we were talking about Micah had a career track brochure and that was kind of what I also showed my parents when I was going through the college application process mm -hmm. to kind of you know say hey relax there are career tracks within the school that's going to get me jobs when I come out of it so it kind of also helped to um, persuade your family to give you support um, because you obviously are miles ahead once you know what you're doing and you kind of are looking into these resources right um, and then I think Michelle brought up a really good point when she said and then I found out advertising was not for me. I think <laughs> this is so important, guys. It's like you need to know that this is not set in stone. Yeah. You can totally find something that you're interested in that, you know, wow, you're so passionate about it. But then, like, once you get into the industry, you realize this might not be for me. It's okay. It's okay for these things to happen. This is a part of life. You are so young and so full of opportunities. <laughs> um, like, my parents and the older generation still tell me that. And yeah, they're right. You have a lot of opportunities. It's okay to mess up right now at the stage you're in. Um, so don't feel like you're set in stone and that once you pick a major, um, you know, you're st stuck there for four yeah. years. That's definitely not what college is for. Um, and so I feel like that should be said right now that <laughs> it's gonna take a little bit of weight off of your shoulders. It's like, it's okay. Yeah, and that's a perfect segue into uh, what you do if you have absolutely no idea. Um, but one quick note, going jumping back to the resources, the last thing to do when you're going through these lists of like what resources would be available to you, especially if you're talking to any recruiter, make sure that they're actually available to you in the major that you want. One of the biggest disappointments for me that I found out is that the um, the Alumni Association for my school has a really, really great job placement program, but it's absolutely useless if you have a design degree. So, <laughs> and that's one of the things that they touted as being great, you know, oh, we'll be able to help you get a job, et cetera. But it just, they, what they didn't say was that it actually doesn't really apply to the art schools. So uh, double check that that's something that is indeed available to you as whatever major or as whatever your goal is. Um, but yeah, so what do you do if you have like absolutely no idea? You're looking at college and going, ah, what is this? What am I doing with my life? Um, so a really uh, quick, not really quick, but um, I guess one of the most um, obvious answers and suggestions that we can give you is try looking into a local community college. Um, I know here in the state of Maryland, we have some really amazing local community colleges. So like HCC is actually one of the, the top ones. Anne Arundel County Community College, they, they also have a pretty good one. Baltimore Community Colleges, in the state of Maryland, at least there are a lot of great community colleges. So you know, look into that and, and see if that's something that you're interested in. I know people who have gone through the community college programs, figure out that they, they want to do the art. They don't have enough money or funds, so they do it for two years, get their associates, and then transfer out of it into MICA, let's say. And I just want to add, um, community college, there's a big stigma on a lot of communities where if you don't get into a good school and you end up at community college, it's like, oh my God, you failed. 
And then if you choose to go into community college, people are just like, what's wrong with you? Like, did you just not get into the school you wanted? Or there's this big issue around community college as a bad thing. I can say with 300% confidence now being on the other side of college and career, and also having both of my sisters done some form of exploration in terms of uh, the youngest went to community college for a bit and then the middle one didn't go to community college but went basically out of the country to figure out her, <laughs> to figure out what she wanted to do. Like there, when you get to the other side, whether or not you took that time to really figure out what you wanted to do is a hell of a lot more valuable than your pride when it comes to somebody else judging you based on whether or not you went to community college. It's really, it's one of those things I wish I had given a much more serious look at. I still don't think it would have been the right choice for me, but I remember dismissing it out of hand because it was just this moment of like, oh, well, if I go to community college, I totally failed kind of thing. I think that's a really good discussion for, yeah, everyone at this stage right now. Um, I, Guys, I remember reading on my graduation invitation or what, whatever those things are called when you graduate and they give you like a program or something. Yeah, sure. Um, and <laughs> I, I think that's what it, it's called a program. Yeah, they list out who's going where. And I remember going down the list and seeing people's name and going to Howard Community College, let's say. Guys, I don't remember who went there or who, <laughs> who like didn't. So like, honestly, it doesn't matter in the long run. That's like real talk for a second. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like what matters is like, A, you're happy and B, you're not waking up in the middle of the night stressed out that, you know, you're not going to be able to make your tuition right. payments and you're financially, you know, screwed for lack of better words because, you know, our generation, as Michelle has opened this podcast up with that crazy stat, I think 33,000 oh, in debt. Week, yeah. yeah. And so what matters is that you're not stressed out that you are $33,000 in debt. Okay. Like everybody else is. So do what's right for yourself. And I know you're, you're in the stage where this is a really big decision to make, but honestly, like be very practical about it. So mm -hmm. like, don't, don't let that stigma get to you. I know it's, it's easier said than done, but you know, like really just to give you a perspective, I don't remember who went to HCC at all. <laughs> so yeah, I could say I basically don't either, to be honest. Um, and then the other side of that is there are quite a few like in-state schools. Uh, if you're looking at going to school in the United States, that will be significantly cheaper. Um, even if they don't have a huge range of programs, most of them do at least have a way for you to start out in general studies and just kind of explore for a little bit, try to figure out what you want to do. Uh, a really good rule of thumb that I would like completely say you should use is figuring out if you could afford to go for an extra year at the school, even if you don't need to. So could you afford to spend five years or six years at a school? It really, really is important, even if your degree is only four years, to kind of look at it from that perspective, because you may get into this degree and find out, oh no, what have I done? Like, <laughs> and it's one of those things that you really don't want to end up feeling like you're stuck because you've already started and invested. I mentioned earlier about the advertising issue. Um, when I was first going to school, I had picked graphic design as my new major, and I knew that that was going to be the right choice. And I ended up finishing my advertising minor more just out of sure, like sheer stubbornness than anything else. <laughs> and by the time I figured out that I didn't really want to do it, I was just so far in, I was like, you know what? Just, I'm just, I'm gonna do it. We're just gonna go through with this. And 
to be honest, I actually do use a lot of the information that I learned there because a lot of overlap in terms of what I'm doing now um, and marketing as a whole. But it was this thing, if I had started with the advertising major, oh no, that would have been so bad. Like for me, advertising just became this soul sucking experience. Some of the classes were interested, but like when I was working in agencies, uh, I work in three different agencies now. It was just like, I felt like I was dying. Like the closer I got, it was like, <laughs> it was like I was slowly fading away and the mentor was coming to get me or something. Just, ugh. You know what I'm going to say to that, right? Like, I think that's what all corporate jobs are. Well, not all, but like most corporate jobs are like, but at like this point. <laughs> but the other thing is like, I, in my studio jobs, I didn't really feel like that for instance. And it was just, you know, I, I prefer working in a studio type environment rather than an agency environment. That's one of the things I was able to learn coming out of college, having had that lovely experience of just, I don't know, I felt like I was being brainwashed half the time, but that's a whole story for another day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, being able to figure out whether or not you could afford logistically to spend another year at the colleges that you're looking at, Um, especially if you're not thinking about, okay, maybe not community college. Community college, you don't really need to plan out whether or not you'd be able to go there for an extra year because the whole point is to go figure out what you want to do and then go somewhere else. Yeah, and I think that's a great point. And a lot of schools make it incredibly easy to transfer credits between a community college and a four-year university, private or public. You have a lot less issues doing that sometimes than you do between like other public or private universities. That's also true. Yeah. Pro tip, um, when I went to Micah, I also did some of my required, I think it was science, yeah, required science classes at HCC over the summer. It was just like, why do I need to spend $3,000 on a class that Micah cannot teach to save their life? Like, <laughs> So like, also think about yeah. resources that are available to you when you're you know, out for the summer or during the winter and you can do a local program so that you know, you're getting credits and you're saving a lot of money. And now you know, I've allocated those extra three credits I can have to learning printmaking or yeah. woodworking, like fun things. I know a lot of people um, that specifically went to community college just to knock out the general credits that all majors require. A lot of places will require you to do uh, like two semesters of a language. And if you have AP credits from high school, that's a really good way to kind of get out of those <laughs> requirements. Um, so if you do do the AP test for things like history and stuff like that, it basically knocks out that general credit that you need. Um, but the other option is, is to do those at a community college, especially if you're not quite sure what you want to do. And then by the time you transfer, you're like, I'm just going to go straight into the major programs. And uh, you get to feel real special about not having to handle that one extra writing class that you forgot when everybody else in your class is freaking out about it. Or wake up for an 8 a.m. class. Yes. That, yes. <laughs> Very important because sleep. <laughs> no set. Yeah. Um, I had this awkward moment where I... I had to take a photography class and it was definitely, it was a requirement for my major, but it was just one of those things that I just, I had, I had actually been the teaching assistant for the photography class in high school, but there was no real AP program for it. So I was like, I don't, I'm not going to learn anything in this class. Um, So I ended up doing that while I was studying abroad, just because I was like, if I'm going to have to take photos, I might as well do it somewhere. I'm going to be taking them anyway. So (laughs) there's a lot of ways that you can kind of look at those general requirements. Like bend all the rules that you can, guys. (laughs) Um, And another option that you guys 
we really don't take seriously enough in the United States as a whole is uh, whether or not you should even go to college right away if you really are completely lost in terms of what you want to do. The gap year is a really underrated way to spend your time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty widespread. I remember staying at a host family's house um, in Denmark when I studied abroad, mm-hmm. and my host brother, he did not, he took a gap year and a half, I think, yeah. <laughs> or maybe two. And they were in no rush to have him figure out his life mm-hmm. at, I don't know, 18, 19. <laughs> yes. So when I was in Singapore, uh, I was. We were doing this like end of the semester dinner. A teacher took us out to eat and we're all like sitting and chatting in the restaurant and somebody else, uh, teacher was like, oh, oh, make your announcement, make your announcement. Somebody else announced that they were going to get married. And I had this moment of how old are you? Because they were also talking about, this is specific to Singapore, but they were talking about also getting a house together. And that was part of the marriage proposal. And it just hit me. I don't know how old these classmates are. So I asked and they were like, oh, we're all like 26, 27 age somebody else is like oh i'm only 24 and everybody's like whoa you're so young and then somebody paused and they're like wait a minute michelle how old are you and i was like i'm i'm 21. (laughs) i was by far the youngest student in the class and we had this whole long discussion that time about whether or not the united states system makes a lot of sense and the whole reason i was the youngest is because i was the only student from the u.s everybody there was singaporean taiwanese chinese Swedish or somewhere else in Europe, basically. So, <laughs> and every single one of them had either done some sort of vocational school or a gap year. And it was just because it wasn't a normal expectation for them to go immediately to college. A lot of them, um, one of the German students, for instance, had done, I think, three or four years uh, in a job that he wanted to do. Uh, he figured out he wanted to do architecture because he was able to take a job that was in a firm as just a receptionist and worked his way up sort of thing. And then he went to school for it. So it becomes this way of figuring out what you want to do if you really maximize that year. Mm -hmm. I think this also actually is a great point. So at the architecture firm I used to work at in downtown Baltimore, we would have a program for high school students to shadow us for a day as career professionals doing, you know, architecture, and planning or graphic design within that industry or that firm specifically. And it was really nice because I think the students got to see what it's like in a day, right, as that Mm -hmm. professional. And that really, that can make or break your major or what you decide to do. And so obviously we try to keep it fun, but I think this is something that you guys can look into is, is there a program out there that will hook me up with a career professional that allows me to get a glimpse into a day in their life? Is this something I really truly want to approach? And then if it's something that you think resonates with you while you were there for a day or a few days, I think they have like shadow days a week program where you really understand what happens in one week then you can, you know, decide, okay, I'm very motivated to do architecture now. And then you'll be in this mindset, you have this image in your head, you can visualize yourself there, then you'll be so much more motivated to complete school and, and do amazing work while you're at school versus not knowing what it's going to be like, and then come, you know, come into the scene and then right, yeah. get hit in the face with a bunch of things that you didn't know was mm-hmm. going to happen. And you also got to remember, we live in this age of social media, which of course has its downsides, but one of the really big upsides is the fact that you can reach just about anybody that you want to reach. So if there's some sort of career that you're interested in, 
um, that may not be super accessible and you can't find a program like this, you are completely allowed to jump on someplace like LinkedIn and send a message to a company that's doing this and be like, hey, um, I'm graduating high school, I'm interested in this, but I'm not really sure if it's something I want to spend my time on. Do you guys have any sort of program where I would be able to shout at you guys for the day? Is there somebody in the company who would be willing to just like have me see what the day is like for them? And you'll be surprised, a lot of people will actually accept that and be like, yeah, sure, come down, we'll set you up with, you know, so-and-so. Um, a lot of places really like to give back to the community in that sense. So being able to utilize the tools that you have to make that gap year worthwhile is something that you can totally take the reins on. Yeah, absolutely. And gap year or a day in the life of whatever you want to call it mm -hmm. <laughs> um, is going to be so much more valuable to you um, because you get to really get that hands-on experience. And I think that's what college is supposed to prepare you is to give you that hands-on experience. So go on their Instagram, DM their social media account, talk to someone and, you know, learn, learn more about it. Even like yeah, go into their Facebook, their Instagram, and see what it's like behind the scenes. Like some companies will even post like their parties or like yeah, their office days or what have you. So you can get the vibe, the culture, which goes into another discussion about your profession and the company that you end up working for. I'm pretty sure that'll be way down the road. <laughs> um, but yeah, so thinking about all these mm -hmm. different channels that you can have access to. I think we're in a day and an age where we really don't have any excuse to mm -hmm. not know. So... Yeah. Yeah. So that's really the, the main points that you guys need to keep an eye out for in terms of picking the college that would be right for you and really making it so that you have the most successful college career that you can. Um, next time, we're going to be talking a little bit more about uh, the choice that we didn't bring up as much today, and that's international college, because that's an option too. Um, but that really deserves its own episode. So for now, why don't we wrap it up? Main points that you should really think about is one, um, what programs are available to you when you go to pick your major at different schools. Think about picking a school based on the programs and the resources they can provide you and what are the resources. So think about the people in the network, um, the career track they can afford you, um, and the pipelines they can help you get into certain positions or what have you, and then the counselors that can actually help you through the process. Think about local college networks. Um, I think that's a really big one. If you really don't have any idea, try community college. Think about a larger in-state university with a wider variety of classes and majors to try. Again, Michelle's really awesome tip about being able to pay an extra year's worth of tuition or even an extra semester, I think. Right, um, yeah. So that, that will like give you breathing room. Of course, gap year, which is so awesome if you guys need to look into it. I'm sure we can maybe down the road get some people who've done gap year into our show. And I think that'd be so interesting. Um, just <laughs> see how know, they spent it. Yeah, see yeah. what happened, like how much they've grown and how it's really affected them. So yeah, I think these are our top tips for you for this time. And we're just going to sign off for now. And then we will have you tune in next week. All right. Sounds good. Signing off. Signing off. Hey guys, we hope this is a value-packed episode for you. If you liked it, please smash that subscribe button and leave a nice review. Make sure to check out the show notes for resources. And if you really liked it, tell your friends. Thanks for tuning in.